What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Freddie and Alyssa show. If you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, all that fun YouTube stuff. If you're watching on Facebook and you want to like the page, that would be awesome. If you're listening on a platform like iTunes, hello out there. If you want to give us a five-star review because you think we deserve it, that would be fantastic. We've been putting up content now professionally for almost four years, and we couldn't be doing what we love without all your support. So thank you so much for tuning in every single Wednesday to support the show. We really, really appreciate it. We've got a great episode for you today, and we want to kick it off with our sponsor. So for those of you who've been watching us for a while, you know that we don't get into politics, but just because we don't talk about politics doesn't mean that we don't stay educated. And with Alyssa and I, we definitely love being able to look on both sides of an issue from the right and the left so that we can get information, we can see what the problem is, we can hear about solutions, and then we can make up our mind on what we think. So though we don't talk about it, we definitely stay educated, but this is not a political podcast. But if you are looking for a podcast where you can hear about ideas, tough things that are going on in the, countries, uh, in the country, Amazon has an original podcast called Uncommon Ground. And it will be exploring topics that affect all of us, from climate change to the state of our democracy to, the, to quality education access for all. The weekly podcast with an uncommon commitment to finding common ground. These conversations will infuse us with hope, wisdom, and nourishment. Finding common ground with uncommon allies is a key step in solving some of the country's toughest problems. If you're concerned about the future, if you're tired of the divisiveness, with this podcast, you're going to hear inspirational, hopeful, and unique perspectives on what it takes to create meaningful change in a divided nation. New episodes of Uncommon Ground will release weekly every Wednesday, and you can listen here at wondery.fm forward slash UG underscore Freddie and Alyssa. That is W-O-N-D-E-R-Y dot F-M forward slash U-G underscore Freddie and Alyssa. Again, Uncommon Ground. New episodes every Wednesday at Wondery.fm forward slash U-G underscore Freddie and Alyssa. Now, babe, <laughs> we've got some very interesting topics today. Oh, we do. And our main goal here on today's episode is to keep you safe. Alyssa and I have been online. We have had emails. We have had scam attempts many times. And we want to share with you what's going on, lots going on, yep. and how for all of you to stay safe and to please tell your loved ones as well, especially parents, grandparents who are more likely to be victims of these um, of these scams. But then you've got an also savvy, technical woman right here who gets her account hacked. So what's going on? I got hacked. Oh my gosh. No, I really did. I got hacked. And you know where I got hacked, my friends? On Twitter. Twitter. Oh my goodness. So the other day I'm sitting there and I get a notification in my email and it says, your password has changed. And I go, huh? And immediately, right after that said, your email has been changed and this is from Twitter. So I go, what is going on? And you know that second when you realize something is wrong and you just get like, the, like your heart literally goes to your stomach. Yeah. And you're like, uh-oh, what's happening? And so I immediately go to Twitter and I try and log in and it says, this email is no longer being used by Twitter. I go, oh man, this hacker, they went in, they changed 
the password first and then the email because basically with Twitter, if you want to recover your account, you have to put in your email. That's where it goes to. If I didn't have access to the email, then I'm pretty much SOL, if you will. So I was sitting there going, well, what can I do? So I immediately start researching online and I see that I can email a certain um, department in Twitter, let them know kind of what was happening. And I sent that email out going, I can't just stop here, you know, because what if this takes months? So I went to Instagram and I was asking everyone there, you know, what do you guys know? What should I do? And a lot of people responded and said, I'm so sorry, but I think your account is pretty much gone. This has been happening a lot. If you know anything or you figure anything out, let us know. So I had another friend, Josh, who wrote me and said, listen, maybe you can ask, you know, your audience to go to your Twitter and report it as a fraudulent account or an account that's been hacked. And I go, oh, that's a really great idea. So I did an Instagram story and thank you guys so much for helping me out with that because the next day I got an email from Twitter and I really believe all of those working parts helped to get my account back. They changed it back to my email. Um, but it was just really interesting because I don't think I've ever been hacked, like a true hack on my account before. Um, there was one time my email kind of got hacked, but I got it back really fast. Even though I don't use Twitter as much as any other platform, like Twitter is the one platform if I was going to get hacked, it was kind of like, oh, well. If you had to choose one, yeah, because you don't use it. It's my really. least used. My business isn't really attached to Twitter. So if I didn't get it back, I was like, this kind of sucks because I've been on Twitter since 2009. And when I finally got my account back, you know, I was kind of scrolling through, going through some of my tweets, if you will. And I was like, wow, I have so many memories on this platform. And if this person would have erased them all, it would have been just so sad to me. Long story short, y'all, we got the account back. It all worked out. But there is a feeling when you get hacked of truly feeling violated. Like I was so upset. I was so mad. I go, this person, they were in Los Angeles. So that's where the location was. I go, they just are living their life going, oh, I'm going to hack this one and this one. And they just could not care less. So getting it back felt very satisfying. I'm so incredibly happy. But I guess the biggest takeaway is that I did not have the two-factor authenticator. authenticator on. So that's what I was going to ask you. So yeah. for everybody here who isn't Insta-famous, um, what if they're, first of all, how does your account get hacked? And secondly, how can people prevent a hack from happening. So do you know how it was hacked? I don't know exactly how it was hacked, but I do know with a lot of hackers, they have different technologies that they're able to just get your passwords. I don't know exactly, and this is a really big reason why it's so important to make sure your passwords on every social media platform and any important website to be different because this hacker, they knew my password, they knew my email associated with the account, they could have gone to every bank um, website, put in my email address, and put in the password I use for Twitter. A lot of people, I would assume, probably do have similar passwords, um, and then that then I would be really, yeah. you know, in a big, big, big issues there. So, I number one would say make sure all of your passwords are different for everything, and make sure that your 
changing them frequently. Yeah. Honestly, like I do that all the time. And I also have, you know, this big document that tracks all of our passwords because you don't want to be that person either where you go, oh, I have all these passwords. And then you get locked out of every account. That's no fun. So number one, make sure your passwords are different. Number two, um, turn on the, I don't know. Two-factor authentication. Two-factor authentication. Which is... It, you explain that. Yeah. And, and uh, on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Google, um, many websites now, there's two ways to do this. Number one, you can download an authenticator app, Google Authenticator, which means if someone's trying to log into your Twitter, your, your probably banks as well, I can only assume. Mm -hmm. But with all these different websites, you have to click on the app on your phone and then there's like a 15 second timer where they give you a six digit code. So unless the hacker also has your phone and can get the authenticator number within 15 seconds, then they can change it. But the only thing that I don't use, the reason I don't use that is that if you lose your phone, then it's like an extra process. So what I like to do, and all these apps allow it, is you can do a two-factor uh, two authenticator with your cell phone where you get a text message. So this way, if someone gets your username and password, they can't change it without sending a text message to your cell phone where you get a six-digit code. So unless the hacker in LA or, or in some other country or wherever they're at has your information and has your cell phone and gets into your cell phone and has everything there, but at that point, you've got a really big problem. 99.9% <laughs> of the time, you're going to have your phone on you. Someone's not going to have it and you nothing can be hacked with that two authentication. So go into your settings or Google how to do that. But this way you can protect your account because even if you're not a big poster or a social media person, you just don't want your name affiliated with God knows where that could go. Because even if you have 100 followers or 300 followers or 3,000 followers or 100,000 followers, our biggest fear is that someone was going to be Alyssa and start tweeting things that could be reposted and could potentially damage reputation. So there's a lot of different ways. You have kids who are in school, you have friends, you have like, there's a lot of different things. So protect your identity. Um, we're taking the extra steps now. I want to make sure I have everything written down, yeah. having different passwords. And even if you have a notebook, I used to be scared that what if someone finds my notebook, but it's like, we have a better chance these days of being hacked digitally than yeah. someone breaking into our house, finding a hidden journal on page 72 with our <laughs> passwords on it. Um, and if that ever happened, then you could, you know, so I just think being safe. Mm -hmm. And the other thing we realized from hearing this story from about from friends is don't ever click. And this goes for any company. Don't ever click on the link that somebody DMs you or that somebody sends you through email. Yep. If someone emails you and says, this is Amazon and your package is delayed or you're gonna be charged a fee, click on this to update your information. Never click on the email. If it says it's from Amazon and you're unsure if it's fake, get out of the email, go to amazon.com itself into your own Amazon and see if there's an alert. Mm -hmm. Because if you click, It'll reroute you. You'll put in your information. You think it's Amazon and then they steal your information. So most of the time, that's how they're stealing it. And really quick, a major hot tip to make sure that you're always secure when putting in any sort of information in online, hover over the URL address and make sure it says HTTPS. The S stands for secure. Yeah. So anytime you're putting in your information online, especially like bank information, card information, what have you, make sure it has an S because the S stands for secure and that will keep you protected. 
Exactly. And I even get messages from people who are hacked as well, where like a, a follower of mine or a friend of mine will send me a DM and it'll say, look at these photos I found of you. Mm -hmm. And they want you to click that link and then they're going to bring you somewhere. So it's like, just be very, very careful. Um, don't, if anything sounds fishy, like I had an email today, I get them all the time where the opening line was, hi, Freddie, have a nice day. We're requesting it's like that's someone translated into English and it was misinterpreted. Right, and you can always tell. And you can always tell the font's different. But just be very, uh, be very aware. And if you're watching this and you're a technical savvy person, then you're going to be more aware. But people who aren't, our parents' generation, grandparents' generation, aren't always as technical, technologically savvy. And they're the ones getting preyed upon in a major way because they're just excited that they know how to use email. Yeah. And so they're not aware because they're still looking through. Like even my mom, she when she gets like a thing from JCPenney, she clicks on it. Like right. she clicks on coupon, like yeah. because she's like new in the past five years to email. We, we've been having email for 15 years. So we're like, oh, we don't care about all these damn emails. I got 27,000 emails I've never opened. Like you, you have to sift through for like business stuff and that's about it, but there's always so much stuff. Um, so, so please maybe even take 10, 15 minutes, sit down with your parents or grandparents and just try to map something out so that they can be navigating safely on the internet so they don't lose their Amazon, their bank account or anything like that. And this leads me into what just happened to a friend of mine. This is all in the same week. So this is why we're making this episode about scams because it's very, you know, even Tara got her account not too long ago and they requested money and she had to pay them 250 bucks or something to get her, to account, get her account back. back. But she did it because she had a big following and she, it's her life and how she does casting and how she does all her traveling vlogs and everything. And she got, so, but I don't know what happened. I think she probably clicked on someone or didn't have the two factor authentication. She got an email. This is what's so crazy. She got an email to her account and they were basically asking her to do a collaboration saying, Hey, we want to collaborate with you. I think they were posing as a fashion company and there was a link in the email and she clicked on it. And I guess somehow by clicking on it, they were able to get all of her information and they were able to log into her Instagram. So maybe it was like attached to the account. I'm yeah. not sure the exact specifics, but they hacked into her account. And honestly, it's never as sophisticated as you might think because I don't think they're trying to fool the educated person i think they're doing it at scale and if it is misspelled different font sketchy email domain people that are aware of it are like this is fake but there's still millions of people who won't know that so i don't think that they're actually spending the time if you really look at the email it comes from it's rarely at google or at Amazon, it's right. like at seven two six one seven two dash seven equals like you can tell it's a scam. Yeah. But people who aren't educated, so if you can take the time to educate, and even people like Tara, our friend, who's very sophisticated, knows what yeah. she's doing. But just you have a lot of emails coming through, and this is the new scam going on. So even for me, when I'm working with brands, I'm very careful. I'm reading it and being like, is this person fake? What's going on? And we have to be very very careful. But listen, what else is happening? And this is probably the most dangerous. A friend of mine told me this week that his grandmother was almost scammed out of thousands of dollars. So this is another scam that's going around, which is why it's so important to talk to your parents and your grandparents so that they never do this. Um, my friend's grandmother received a phone call 
and her air quote grandson was crying on the other end of the phone in jail because of a car accident. So he was crying on the phone, in jail, was sobbing, and was like, I need money, Grandma. And she was panicking. It was like, what about your parents? Like, do they know? And he goes, you cannot tell my parents, please. I'll be in so much trouble. And then he goes, you need to talk to my lawyer and put a air quotes lawyer on the phone who made up a fake case number and was talking like a lawyer and wanted this grandmother to go to the bank and get out thousands of dollars in cash and put it inside a bubble-wrapped UPS envelope and UPS it somewhere. And this is a scam that's being ran. So luckily, my friend's grandmother, somebody intervened, and there was no harm done, but the grandmother made it to the bank before there was wow. an inter before someone intervened. And this is, this is why it's just so important yet again, when you get phone calls, emails. I mean, there are sweepstakes and winners and problems and yeah. errors and phone calls. Like the IRS will never call you. The IRS will never call you. I get calls about extended warranties on insurances and all this I stuff. I keep it's getting like, that our car I am with call. this bank. Yeah. I am with this insurance company and the IRS only communicates through mail. So don't ever be duped mm -hmm. by any of these scams that are going on and please talk to your family so that they don't get in trouble. Um, with this scam though, with the, can you go get money out and send yeah. it to me? My question was, this seems like the biggest paper trail of easily being caught. Because if the grandmother sent the money to the mm -hmm. fake lawyer in a UPS thing, and then talked to the real grandson eventually, and he was like, that wasn't me on the phone. What are you talking about? Wouldn't they just go back and say, well, where did you send it to? Well, they would, but I'm assuming the address is probably another UPS box or something that is just really easy to cancel, and they probably gave fake information. But, because don't, you, but don't you, when we had a P.O. box, don't you have to have your driver's license to confirm who you are? You do, but I'm sure if these people are scamming, they've already got a fake identity or fake you know, driver's license, something that will not track back to them. There has to be a way. But what's really wild is probably about four months ago, I saw a TikTok video about this exact scam and they said that they were um, really going in on grandparents. And I guess with the AI technology, they were saying they were able to formulate these sentences that sound identical to the grandchildren because we're on social media. So even for us, with all of the hours we have of, of our, our voices, and our voices we've out, said, how many different words in the English language have we said? I mean, infinite. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's insane. So there's an audio recording of us saying every word, and there's going to be, and already is, technology that can take our voice yep. and create any sentence that they want. I don't think this one with my friend's grammar was that sophisticated. I think it was just crying made it hard to tell, tell okay. but that is real. Yeah, that's what I saw on the TikTok. So it's just interesting to hear that all these months later, it is well and alive and it is a big scam that they really are doing, you know? Well, that's that's gonna be the problem of our, of our future. Um, and they're already working on technologies to mitigate this, but not only are AI, artificial intelligence, gonna be able to, because basically if somebody just took the link of all 200 podcasts that we've done, 
and put it through a system. It would instantly be able to know every word that I said and every word that you've said, yep. and then they could go and type their own message, and then it would just come out in my voice. So someone could potentially call you and you'd be like, hey, this is Freddie, and you would hear my voice even though it's not me. And then the scarier level of this is that people have technologies, the same exact thing through artificial intelligence, yet again, because we're on camera so much, could take, even with me on the show all those years, oh, could yeah. take a different angle and photo, probably tens of thousands of different still images of my face, and it could know when I'm mad, what my mouth does, and they can make a computer-generated face to put over somebody, and then it would look like it's me on camera, and you wouldn't be able to tell. If you want to know what I'm talking about, type in you on YouTube deep fakes or go to TikTok and go Tom Cruise deep fake. Oh, and one. there's somebody who's doing it, but they, they say it's a deep fake. They're not trying to scam anyone, but they're showing you how wild this technology is. Wild so the fakes. question in five years, 10 years is going to be, how are we going to know when we see a video clip on the internet if people are going to be able to manipulate anyone to say or look to do anything yeah. so there's going to be a different form of communication which i believe is going to be through secure phone numbers that we know is us or through secure accounts where if you don't see a message or video on my verified instagram then you won't know if it's actually true so people are going to have to start going to official verified accounts mm -hmm. to see what's really true because people will just make fake stuff all the time have you ever heard about that famous AI influencer on Instagram? Mm -mm. Oh my goodness, I have to look up more about this, but basically there it's an A, it's not a real person. Someone created this influencer all through AI and it's all fake, but it looks like a real person. Everyone knows that it's fake. Let me just see if I can see. Yeah, while you're looking that up, that that's that's the, the everyone's kind of demonizing artificial intelligence that's coming down the pipeline because there are scary factors, but there's going to be wonderful benefits. It's kind of like social media. There's there's negatives, but to me, there's way more positives. And that's what artificial intelligence is going to do too, because it's going to be able to create things. And they're already making drawings and art pieces. Like artificial intelligence is, is, is beyond what we could ever even conceive uh, when it comes to intelligence. That's why if you Google something, like if you Google you know, uh, bread and within an instant, it'll say Google found 1.8 million articles on bread within one second. A human mm. could never research and find even 10 articles on, in bread in a library or somewhere else. But that's how fast technology is and how fast um, AI is gonna learn. Crazy. Yeah, what's this? Okay, so there are actually quite a few AI influencers that are out there. And so when discussing the best AI influencers to follow, we would remiss not to include little Michaela, one of the world's most famous CGI influencers to date. Like many of today's social media influencers, Michaela sports designer clothing while carefully framing her social media snapshots and cleverly articulating her captions. She's an advocate for social change and currently has 1.9 million followers on her Instagram account. Lil Michaela has partnered with iconic fashion brands like Prada for Milan Fashion Week. She's even released a few songs on Spotify. Quite the resume for a CGI model from Downey, California, who first launched her Instagram profile in 2016. Michaela is a computer-generated image created by a Los Angeles-based startup called Brood 
a company that specializes in artificial intelligence and robotics. But outside of their expertise in robotics, they also have a flair of the dramatic. Last year, Michaela's Instagram was apparently hacked, funny, by an AI influencer named Bermuda, another Brood creation of rising online prominence. However, it was soon discovered that Brood had faked the hack on Michaela's page in order to generate media coverage. While some may see this as an unsavory approach, others may see it differently, and rightfully so because it worked. One Brood investor acknowledged that the company had used conflict to introduce new characters, same as the Kardashians always have. Oh my God. God y'all, it's gonna so, be wild in so this years. is So this is just a computer-generated algorithm that is probably looking at the top influencers on social media, um, comparing all the different quotes, how they the talk, habits, what they everything. do, their body language in the photos, yeah. and then they're computer generating that same image. Yep. So I'm gonna have to follow that account just to see it. But these yeah. are just like interesting things to be aware of because um, you know I, I think technology is growing so fast, but we're so used to it now mm -hmm. that we're like whatever. And it's going to get even quicker. Even crazier. But what's insane is this company, they're the ones creating these characters, just like a studio would create, mm -hmm. you know, content for you to watch movies. And they're having they're faking hacks and they're starting all this entertainment drama to have it's entertainment. That's wild, man. Well, and then here's another piece of news, which I didn't dig into too much because I didn't think we were going to talk about it today, but I kind of have to mention it now that we've gotten into this. Yeah. Um, so whether this is true or not, I have to verify that Facebook may be rebranding okay. and changing its name. I don't think so, but I feel like it's going to be like, like you know how there's, there's companies that merge? Yeah. So I think there, it's going to be called like Facebook Metaverse because essentially what Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg has said this that they want to move away from being just a social media platform and they want to be, I guess, one of the first to have a metaverse, which is this future we've all been hearing about seeing in movies where you put on your goggles and you're living inside a fake world that every individual person can create. And um, it, it kind of just seems like how Elon Musk even said it. We're kind of already living inside of a fake world because yeah, we're not having goggles, but what's the difference between just looking at our cell phone and looking at like what you're doing right now? Like yeah. you kind of feel like you're here with us and we're living inside, looking at people, seeing this, following who we want to follow, following the restaurants we want to follow. And what's going to happen is that we're eventually going to be able to put these goggles on and you're going to be able to come into our virtual world that we've created and sit down and watch us live, except you're at home, we're at home, but it feels like we're all here together like a Zoom, but more immersive. And there's gonna be an endless opportunity for people to create a world of their own, just yeah. like we create an experience. When you come to our podcast or you come to our Instagram, you kinda know if you've been following us what to expect. Right. So if we created our own world when the technology is there, you're gonna go, oh, like what's Freddie, like Freddie and Alyssa, you know, uh, did like a theater and we can go and sit in this like theater yeah. and watch like a podcast or, but what I'm really excited about is how people are gonna start being able to buy digital assets like a restaurant so that we could say, hey everyone, I know we've all wanted to meet. Why don't we all go meet at Mark Cuban's new virtual restaurant 
and I got us tickets. They're only letting 100 people in, and you have to pay for tickets for all of us to be able to meet at Mark Cuban's mm. restaurant. But then we get to tell all our friends that we were at Mark Cuban's restaurant. Now, granted, we don't get to eat the food, so maybe a restaurant's a bad example, but there's going to be exclusivity. There's going to be um, caps on well, how what, many people can go. What if the go. food is like delivered to your house and you are able to sit and eat? in the fake AI world there like you, you just don't know that's so, crazy yeah so so this is just something that I'm, I'm very interested in of just like how much time we're actually going to be spending inside this metaverse that people are going to be able to generate and create and how you can kind of be anybody that you want to be hmm. and um but you that's know, why digital currencies will be big in the future too because everything's going to be immersed inside this and that is why nfts are also very big because you're gonna want to participate in the art or in these restaurants. Well, I, what I was gonna say is I feel the first step into this metaverse, if you will, is what Facebook is rolling out very soon. They partnered up with Ray-Ban glass, Ray glasses, sunglasses, and they um, are doing something where you put them on, but it's connected to your stories. So you know how on Instagram, when we do a story, it's generally from the point of view of, hey, our camera is capturing this. Well, what if you could see a story from our point of view? You know, what if we were out there jet skiing or water skiing or something and you could wear these waterproof sunglasses? I don't know if they're waterproof, but it's just the example I'm giving. And you could see the world and the stories through our point of view. So they're rolling this out where basically they've collaborated with Ray-Ban you get these glasses and you're able to take stories and record, which is just, that blows my mind on its own. And we'll see exactly all the technicalities of that because apparently when it's rolling and it's shooting, the camera light will be on so that people will always know that they're on camera because of course they have privacy, um, you know, issues as well that people want to make sure that everything is covered. So that will be quite interesting too. What are you looking up? I was just reading more about the metaverse, just trying to get from like experts who know more than me to kind of share. But it, it's still far away, but I don't think as far as we think. But what do you <clears> think <throat> about the stories and the glasses? What are your thoughts on that? It, it's just getting, I mean, we used to have a big phone, a big computer, smaller, smaller, smaller. Now we have the Apple Watch on our wrist and we're gonna have the glasses that you can now see from our point of view. And then it'll eventually be contact lenses. So it's like they're getting smaller and smaller and smaller and better and better. Alyssa has the iPhone 13. Mm -hmm. It is substantially better than mine. And I have an 11. The camera is insane. So it's going to keep getting better and better. But I love the point of view because there's many times if I'm, not that I ride a bike, but like an example of me riding a bike, I could never get a story because hmm. it's dangerous. But if I could just say, you know, Facebook record, then it would record through my point of view in the glasses and then it would post to my social so you could see through my point of view. We go to an event or there's a lot of times- Well, imagine you go Facebook record and then you go add the song Just the Way You Are by Bruno Mars. I don't know, whatever it is. And then it posts for you and you're completely hands-free. Yeah. That's kind of crazy too. Yeah, the, vo the voice is gonna get bigger where we can actually talk and it'll be more sophisticated even though um, Siri does a very good job, or Alexa, I can say, because we don't have that, um, does a really good job, but it'll even get better and better and better and better. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just very, very exciting, and I, I'm curious, like, how it's all going to play out. And, I know. Um, and, and we're just interested because, you know, we're, we're 
still young and I'm I like this stuff and you never know in 20 years um we'll probably have an opportunity to yeah. invest or do something one day I'd love to be involved yeah. in some capacity who knows maybe sooner like who knows but um but that's what you know, that's why we like it uh, do you want to shift gears speaking of like companies and building stuff to uh one of our favorite entrepreneurs yeah, what's that? Who <laughs> sold her company? Oh, Sarah Blakely. Yeah. Heck yeah. So we actually talked about this. I think it was on our producers or our members podcast. Yeah. Is that right? So Sarah Blakely, the CEO of Spanx, sold her company after I think it was 21 years. So she started, so she actually created the very first. So explain this to me. So Spanx are not like these yoga shorts that's everywhere? Or is that a technology or a brand? Spanx is the most incredible technology for women, which holds your body in the most sensational way. So they do have leggings, but it's Spanx leggings. So when you pull them on, they hold everything and suck it in and make but it a, look But just... originally, 21 years ago, no one had ever thought of or had a Spanx product that you'd put on to suck everything in. Correct. So for anyone who doesn't know, the original Spanx, if you will, is you step into it kind of like pantyhose, but it holds. Okay. It goes like all the way up like pantyhose, but they're shorts. But it just sucks everything in for women. So a lot of people wear those underneath a tighter dress or, you know, any sort of garment. But and now she owns that whole space or are there other brands so anytime you see anybody wearing the thing that sucks you in, that is a Spank? It's called Spanx. Okay. But um, like with an X, S-P-A okay, and Spanx. X. They're probably, I would imagine, maybe are like knockoff competitors. competitors yeah. Um, but she did it first. Technology. Yes. And, and she built it over 21 years. Over 21 years. She started it literally in her garage and she just has been building, building, building. And she always said... I know when it's going to be time for me to sell one day, and I guess they're looking to go global with this. And so they partnered up with a company who really excels in that side of the market. And she did say that she was going to keep um, some of her shares, and I don't know the exact specifics of exactly how much she might be keeping. Um, but you told me something really cool that she did for her company. Yeah, there was a video of her where once she was celebrating because she sold it for $1.2 billion. Um, I didn't look into what that means. Um, you know what I mean? In the business world, like, right. is she really taking $1.2 billion out? Um, or is that include any sort of shares that's left? Right. Like, I'm, I don't really know that. But she sold it for $1.2 billion is the headline. Uh, substantial amount of money, some <laughs> may say. Some might say. And she was with her whole like office and she has 500 employees? I think she might have more than that. I think that was just for the video for 500 people, or maybe. And there's probably offices everywhere, but maybe not everyone was there. But right. she probably has 500 to 1,000 employees. Um, maybe more than that or? I mean, the brand is huge. I feel like it's way more than that, but maybe not. Uh, what do I know? Can we Google real yeah, quick? Yeah, let me look. Um, but just so we can know the amount, even though it's a lot. But she decided to give every single one of her employees a round-trip first-class ticket to anywhere they wanted to go. And then she said, while you're on that trip, I'm sure you're going to want to go to dinner. I'm sure you're going to want to have some fun. So I'm giving each one of you, on top of your first-class round-trip ticket, $10,000. So she gave every single person that works for her 10 grand and a round trip first class ticket. 
750. 750. So if you if you look at it as um, about ten thousand dollars, you're looking about seven point five million, um, maybe even a little bit more because the first class ticket. You're looking at um, yeah, about let's say around eight million dollars that she gave to her employees mm -hmm. as a gift. Uh, which is just remarkable because she didn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and she did. But I think that's a, w a good way to say thank you mm -hmm. for being there. And that's what I'd always want. That's how I envision myself. Yeah. Of like, I just want to be able to give to people. I want to help people, especially when you find someone good. Yep. And I wish that a lot more companies would value like customers or value clients um, because people sometimes act as if employees are just replaceable or people are replaceable. And it's like, it's not that easy to find a loyal, hardworking person who gets no complaints, shows up on time for 12 years straight. Right. And they can just easily just write them off. Yeah. Like, that's weird to me. I agree. Even when it comes to just like everyday things in life, like, there should be some sort of like bond when it comes to somebody who's been in a building for seven years, has never had a noise complaint, pays rent on time. Like, the landlord, even if it's a big company, like, that's rare yeah why don't you want to do everything you can to keep that person why would you want to raise the rent and you might get a hooligan who doesn't pay who throws parties every night and makes your life miserable yep. so i think if you have a great employee a great friend a great partner you should treat them with respect mm -hmm. because we don't unfortunately just find amazing like-minded people in every scenario every day right so when you do find someone take care of them couldn't agree with that more. And one of the very first times I saw Sarah Blakely was on Shark Tank because she she's not an actual judge judge. She was they do guest spots, guest spots, which is fun. Yeah, yeah. And I saw her years ago on that, and there was something I just really felt watching. I go, she's a really cool human. I go, I got to follow her on Instagram. So I found her Instagram and I started learning her story and. She was so into her business that I don't think she met her husband until I think like her late 30s. And he is another phenomenal human too. I mean, he didn't he do a 100-mile race? He's into all of that. He's built big companies and like he's they're both very, very remarkable successful. humans. And then they went on to have four kids and they both have just all these like just crazy awesome human beings who obviously are a really good fit for each other and they continue to work off of each other and grow and inspire and just be gr overall great humans, you know, and I love to see that. So even on that end, I've been following her for a long time on Instagram and I just always love her vibe and her energy and just what she puts out into the world. So when I saw that video that you were talking about, I was like, of course she did this. Yeah. Like she's awesome. And I just love to see that because like you were stating in life, whether it's an employee, a partner, you know, what, whatever it might be, you got to really appreciate those people. And I think and it's, grateful. and I think it's really nice to hear about rich people like doing awesome things. So I feel like people with money sometimes get like hated on, but which I think a lot of it is, is like jealousy. A lot of sure. it is uh, people not understanding how how it all works, um, including myself. Like I didn't become savvy in this and still have a lot to learn. But I went through the first 25, 26 years of my life not understanding anything about taxes, anything about shares and companies and how, like, yeah. how money works and all of this. So yeah. I think there's a lot of confusion around it. But there's also truth to it that there are people with tons of money 
that I think grew up in a way that's that they just keep it for themselves. Yeah. But then there's people who donate to charities anonymously and like mm-hmm. we don't know what people do and, and they also have the right to not do that. Sure. It's their money. Sure. But I also know what it feels like to give people stuff. Yeah. And it's there's nothing that compare like love compares to that. And that's about it. Yep. When you do something for someone and I and I've only done things that are like nice, but I can't wait to actually do something for someone that literally changes their life. Of course. Where it's like they were stressed out, they were in trouble, and like we did something to help. And I know we did change a lot of people's lives through positivity and definitely with me on the show, my storyline changed a lot of people's lives and yeah. I'm grateful for that. And and but it's been kind of like distant mm-hmm. where like it's still very heartwarming to hear. But it's like knowing somebody on the street or knowing somebody who's having a tough time who deserves a second chance and being yep. able to provide that yep. is gonna be really it's interesting be too. Unreal. So that, that's that's the whole goal of it all is like how do we pay it forward? How do you help people out? Um, and so she's leading the way, and I like that. Heck yeah. So what good for example. her. Congratulations. She deserves it. She built it, and uh, she's inspiring. And, and, and we love to hear success stories because mm-hmm. we're on a mission to build something, and we've been on a mission to build something for 15 years, and we've done very well, but we have a long way to go. And it's nice to hear these stories and learn and learn from people who are doing it right. Yeah. And uh, it's it's been awesome. So, but to sum this all up, please be careful. Please talk to your parents or grandparents. Don't scare them where they don't use technology. <laughs> but go through and give them tips on how not to be scammed yeah. because it's just terrible. And one more thing too um, that I remember when we had we had uh, the the ex CIA hacker on. Uh, who was saying that using credit cards online are better than debit cards because credit cards, if there's fraud, you can call and the credit card's responsible. If someone takes your money out of a debit card, you can still fight it, but it's going to take a while to get your money back. But if you put it on a credit card and something fraudulent happens, you don't have to pay it, most likely. They'll dispute it, but it's on them. It's not money out of your pocket. So really pay attention to all these all these tricks and even look up on the Freddie and Lissa show. What was Eric's last name? Dr. Cole. Dr. Eric yeah, Cole. Yeah, look up the Freddie. Look, look up the Freddie and Alyssa show, Dr. Eric Cole, and watch that episode. It was probably a year and a half ago, but he'll also help you on how not to get scammed. Maybe sit down with your parents or grandparents and just watch some stuff. But we just don't want anyone to get screwed yeah. over and we wanted to share all of this. So please be safe out there. Pay it forward when you can. And we just want to thank you so much for spending time with us today. We're wishing you a phenomenal, phenomenal week and weekend. And we will see you next Wednesday. Take care, everyone.